The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. Next, Shonda Pierce introduces her first motion picture. I am not the person I was when we started rolling on all of this. And I don't ever want to be that person again. And I don't want to be the person that just spoke those very words. I just want to keep moving forward, keep taking positive steps. This is as private of me as it gets. And it feels a little bit uncomfortable. yesterday when Shonda just made us all that. Shonda Pierce, you're going to hear in a minute. Betty's not here again today, but Shonda is here. Betty had a little surgery on her eyes, and she should be back next week. And she's doing well. Thanks for praying for her. Uh, Shonda's got a, a movie out. Dun, 27th of October. You be quiet over here. You haven't been introduced <laughs> yet. You know, she's kind of like the cuckoo. <laughs> and we haven't even gotten to the hour yet. Now, here's the deal. Listen to me. <laughs> it's a serious movie, for you know, heaven's sake. I'm thinking about Tim Conway telling the deal about his parents got tired of their cuckoo, so they taped it up, and they could hear the hour of the cuckoo going... <laughs> I feel like I got Tim Conway's cuckoo sitting over here. Now, here's the deal. She's got a movie, Laughing in the Darkness, I mean, think about it, the 27th of October. Now, you want to be, go ahead and get fill the theater. Get, you know, you're going to laugh in the darkness. But, I mean, this darkness, it could be impenetrable. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, here's the deal. So many of you, you you've got in, indescribable heartache. I mean, it's what seems to be an unbearable load, pain. It's like nobody cares. Somebody cares so much. I mean, he, he, it's, it's beyond... Our ability to fathom it, grasp it. Well, look, let me just show you a little trailer of the movie you're going to go see on the 27th of October. Enjoy your flat stomach while you can, honey. Didn't we think we were going to have a happy ending? You're going to swell up like a dead fish one of these days. I miss my family. Would you go steady with me? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a great sacrifice. Death puts a lot of things in perspective. The recognition that you can't do anything over, you know, you can't change anything or you can never say another word to that human being again, that'll change you. Been dreaming about exercise or anything. I wake up in a puddle, just drenched. And what does a man, he looks over and sees a glistening woman, thinks he's still got it. I don't like it, you know, and I don't have to like it. I have to survive it. I am not the person I was when we started rolling on all of this. And I don't ever want to be that person again. 
and I don't want to be the person that just spoke those very words. I just want to keep moving forward, keep taking positive steps. This is as private of me as it gets, and it feels a little bit uncomfortable. Looks good to me. It looks, uh, and it looks like a captivating journey. I, I could tell there was, you know, there's acting and then there's reality. Yeah. And we see a lot of reality TV that looks like so much, you know, just pretense and put on and try to create a stir, but that was real. And uh, there's real pain you were, there you is. were actually going through. There really was, and and there is that fine line of what what becomes sharing too much or exploitive or, um, and, and so I, I struggled with it when we first started. There was a lot of times where I'd say, okay, this is enough filming. Let, let, let's don't talk about this anymore, and I'd have to take a deep breath. Um, it's one thing as a stand-up comedian, and I have about 15 DVD projects out there that I have written, and you work on the stand-up comedy, and then you go tour it, and you share it with the crowd, and at the end of every DVD, I've, I've always had some little teaching or something the Lord's been teaching me, and, and, and so that's, that's been my MO for my entire career. Those things are controlled. This was something that began to unfold and happen, and it was all the behind the scenes, and it was not a script, and it was not written out. It was just as it was happening, and I, I walked through some very, very dark roads. And then you have to decide how much of the story is too much to share and how much of it is a testimony that, that you know there are other people that feel that way, and so you allow it to be showed, you allow it to be seen. I'm nervous, I'm nervous. There's one thing, I, 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 I'll tell you, and I don't know if this makes sense to anybody in the world, maybe, but you, but sometimes I feel like, see, people are always going, what do you think God allows us to happen or is God picking on you? I never think much in those terms anymore. What I think of is, man, Satan has hated me since I poked my head out of the womb. Yep, that's true. He has, and when I watch this movie, it's like, to me, it's going, look how much uh, he hates me. Yep. Look how many times. He hates the purpose of God yes. in every life. And he hates redemption and reconciliation, and he will do anything he can to keep that from happening. He'll even use what we think is good things. Mm -hmm. You know, the church for a long time used to sell this bill of goods, if I may be so bold to say, and they would tell a congregation, you come to know Jesus and everything in your life is going to be great and wonderful and you're going to walk on water for the end of time and you'll never have cancer and you'll never have problems. And we bought into that and then when life just did what life does, as it started in the garden and the fall of man felt, came into place, when life begins to fall apart, the first person we blame is God and the church. Yeah. We yeah. did that mm -hmm. because we did that. That's what we told, we told them the wrong thing. What we should have said is life is going to probably fall apart from time to time because we're in a fallen world, but you better ha hold on to Jesus because that's the only way you're going to make it. That's what we should have been telling. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's really true. Yeah, you know, Robbie Zacharias uh, sat where you are and said that, have you ever noticed all the people that worship Mother Nature? Yes. When something awful happens, they blame Father God. Right. And it, it, the deal is that God's already told us that in this life, it's full of trouble. Right. And uh, man's days are short and, and full of challenges and trouble. And they are. That's part of this life's journey. That's why you put on an armor 
because you're in a battle. Most Christians act like they don't even know there is one. I found myself wondering if people that never meet the force of the enemy, if he hadn't already got them lock, stock, and barrel. I wonder I think that. that. Well, I think that's it because it's the one that's going to go on. They're going to see him attacking. The others, he's already got them locked up. They're not having the joy of the Lord. They're just, they're just here and they just have an existence. They don't even have this journey. But in this lifetime, you're going to face challenges. Now, you can have times of indescribable peace when it yes. looks like there's nothing there. Then it seems like all hell breaks loose. You have no explanation for it. And you know, you and I both have talked in our discussions about some of the heaviest moments in our life. When we lost right. our daughter, which everybody will say, you know, you lose a parent, you may lose a spouse. When you lose a child, that's totally unnatural. That just Ooh. doesn't happen. Oh, it's and horrible. it's indescribable. Okay, so Betty and I, we, 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 we got that. Yeah. And, and we just praise God for the memories of this incredible witness for Christ and beautiful life and everything she sowed is life. We just wish we all had that And you that believe legacy. where she is. No, you we believe know where she is. We're not looking yeah. for her. We know where she is. Yeah. <clears throat> and we know she wouldn't come back because she's happy, but she loves us. See, here's the deal. That, that weight, that heaviness, that, that brokenheartedness, when, I, when Betty and I process it, and we're still processing, we realize how many people are carrying a tremendous load right now, a broken heart. Yes. And they're, they're trying to find a way to sing in the darkness. Jesus actually came to lighten the load, and he, he came to put a song in our heart, to have joy come in the morning. Uh, above the clouds, the sun is shining. That's reality, naturally and supernaturally. And, and what you're trying to do is, is take people on a journey that had incredible darkness and pain that was unexpected and yet yes. very real, and then how you dealt with it. And part of the time with your laughter, it was kind of an escape mechanism. Absolutely. But just doing that all the time could have become pretense, and right. then it would have been nothing but an act. You and I are not happy trying to be actors. We, we're realists. Yeah. We just got to come out, and, and here's the truth. Right. And it's the only way we live. Because if you know the truth, you want to live the truth. You want to live in truth. You don't want to live a lie. Right. I mean, if you ever really know the truth, you can't ever be happy living a lie. So we know that. But boy, the pain is indescribable. So what in the world are you <laughs> supposed to do with all this pain? And what is this movie, Laughing in the Dark, what's it supposed to do for people? What do you want my, it to do? My, my dream and my goal is that uh, two things that happen. One, on a selfish point, I do know and I've experienced firsthand in my life, everything that is dragged out of the dark into the light has no more power over me. Hmm. And I have found that to be true about depression, about sin, about uh, 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 grief, all of those things. When I drag that out of the dark and do not try to suffer alone in my own little corner and, and bring it before the Lord or bring it into my group or to my therapist or to my doctor, every time I bring that issue to them, Together, the light shines on it and we find peace and we find moments of joy. That's one thing. But the biggest, more giant picture is that I... I, I, I had a, a Holly, I have this Hollywood manager I tease all the time, and he was always questioning, how can we get Hollywood to know who you are? And what started out, and I think God did this. You know, he'll humble you. I think what started out is we were going to show a behind the scenes and these packed houses and Shonda getting her gold records, and then Hollywood's going to sit up and take notice. And we took a camera out on the road thinking we're going to get something, and I got a phone call that says, your mother is very seriously ill and she's dying. And, and the whole movie takes a big, giant turn. 
We had to deal with mother's death. We had to deal with David struggling uh, and his demons that cropped up in his life called alcohol. We had to deal with an estrangement from a, a child that just, that pain that never ends. We, then all of a sudden in the last three and a half years, and then David died. And so do we paint a, a silly picture and still just show the accolades and the big sold out crowds or we do we tell the truth? And we decided to tell the truth because if you tell the truth, it sets you free. Yeah, and it'll set others free. Yes, and so, that's what I pray so. And that's be the only reason to get you, this raw in front of people. Did you find a, a freedom and a, a low lightning when you decided this can be redemptive and meaningful for others? Yes, and, and some of the subject matter is hard. I'll be very honest with you. You know, I, this, the issue of, of dealing with alcoholism. You know, for a long time, the church never dealt with that. Now we have wonderful things like Celebrate Recovery and AA or mm -hmm. wonderful programs for people who find themselves trapped in addiction. We, but we never were great in the church world about talking about addiction. Then we were never really great about talking about depression. And then here comes a loudmouth comedian dealing with all that. And, and more, and then. And you, you and Sheila Walsh both been through incredible, indescribable uh, uh, depression. Depression. That's and both exactly had to right. have care, and and really and truly, the church should be the first one to step up and say, "Let's deal with this." Yes. You, you know what I'm hearing while you're talking, and that is a tremendous need for somebody. You, you're gonna you're gonna unload on God. You're gonna download on Him, and He invites it. He can handle it. He doesn't get upset with us because right. we're upset with Him. He just loves us and wants to hold us. But we really need to see. You know, the Holy Spirit doesn't like to live as a ghost. No. He likes to live in somebody so you can see him express. So what we're really looking for is somebody to express this loving shepherd that will take this little lamb that would never be happy if he's got 99 in the choir, but he's got one out here. He's out there looking for that one, and he just wants to hold him and keep him secure. We want that. And really and truly, I was able to offer you that yes. on numerous occasions. Now, when I many times got you, and it was like it would call, and you were in the, you were in the bottom of the pit. <laughs> you were even trying to dig it deeper. And somebody said, not just Jesus loves you, but I'm going to tell you how much he loves you by expressing it. Does that make sense? Uh, that we need a whole lot of that going on. We, we do need that, and we do need that more. We need to get involved in each other's lives. You know, I think sometimes the Internet and the Facebook and all that stuff has been wonderful technology, but, it's, but what it has done is keep us alone. And so then we don't reach out. And then what that quiet aloneness teaches us is that nobody's out there, nobody cares, nobody's calling. I, I, and I want to say this publicly, and I don't know if it's appropriate to say or not, but uh, at one point in my life, I was in the deepest part of despair that I truly believed I did not need to be alive. That's what, how deep your depression can get, and that's how bad it can get. And this man called me up on the phone on a regular basis and would t read scripture and pray over me like a father, like the heavenly father would. And he, he exemplified to me when someone says, I care about you, he really did. And he called me when no one else would. This man and his wife would call and I'd put it on speakerphone to pray over David while he was dying. And David could hear his voice and he would say, James, you know, and, and he it, these are the people that really mean that. It, and, and I say all that to say not to blow smoke, you know, to James Robinson because he's got his books lined up here like, <laughs> like God is sitting here. I say all that to say that when we, in our, in our deep despair, we get so self-centered 
And that's what pain does. It makes you so centered on self that we forget there still is good out there. There's still good churches getting it right. And there is still Christians who are really caring. Go find them. You know, and then also invite them into your life. Don't just text and stay in a distance, but but get get some folks with flesh on that you can feel those hugs and feel that camaraderie. That is so important because the devil loves to isolate us from one another or turn us turn us on one another, especially in our pain, because then it doubles your pain. Look, this is why we're here. This is why the church is here. Right. We're here to express the life of Jesus. And what I see in the movie, you know, laughing in the dark, is I see Jesus lightening the load while you're even trying to escape the pain by just doing what comes naturally to escape. But all of a sudden, there's this load lifter. There's this bright light penetrating and piercing what was the impenetrable darkness, you thought, and coming in. And you're saying, we need to do this. I watched you love all the people here in this studio when you came out. You wanted to make them smile, but you also wanted to lighten their load. This is why we're here. So, so my encouragement to you is this. Please... Not only ask God to brighten your day and lighten your load, he's anxious right. to do it. And I pray you find somebody you can talk to. I pray you find a shoulder to lean on. But I pray that you also move to the place that you can be the shoulder to lean yes. on. You can be the person that lifts that person. You can be the one that extends the hands of Jesus and embraces them like the shepherd with the lamb. This is why we're here. Father, I want you to bless this documentary, Laughing in the Dark. Thank you. I pray people will go and take people, but more than anything, I pray we move beyond just laughing in the dark to find the joy that comes in the morning in your presence. And I pray for every person watching right now in their dark moment, in the pain that they bear, would you please get in that yoke and let them know you're there and let them yoke up with you and lighten the load? Lord, would you heal their broken heart and bind up the wounds? In Jesus' name, and then would you use all of us who know you to lighten other people's loads? In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Your phone number there on the screen, you want someone to pray with you? You say, I'd just like to share my heart. Will you be sharing with somebody that may have experienced the same heartache and, and pain you've experienced? Because all of our prayer partners, they've also been through those challenging moments and they love to lighten the load. So you don't ever hesitate to call and, and ask for help to say, I want to turn my life over to God. I want to know this Jesus that can brighten my day. And Shonda, I tell you what, it's a joy, not only to minister to you when you hurt, but to minister with you to people who hurt. Thank you. Would you join me saying thanks to Shonda Pierce for being a truly bright light in the darkness. She may be laughing in the darkness sometimes to overcome the pain but she has brought great brightness into the life of all of us. When you get church folks who can look like they were <laughs> vaccinated with privileges and swallowed a curtain rod and just sitting there, just try to make me laugh. It's pretty scary. My job is it's hard. It's really scary. <laughs> and for her to be making these people laugh, and she does. Listen, she's got a wonderful gift. I believe this documentary, this movie, I believe it'll bless you October 27th. Make plans to go there. Pray it'll bless people. Yes. And you pray for Shonda. And uh, you pray for that tension that's been there with her and her precious daughter. And you'll see some of that and how that goes. And we'll ask God for the miracle. And we're praying for that miracle even now. And I want to ask you right now to be a part of a miracle. 
Yes. You really can be. This is, this is no ministerial statement of exaggeration. This is absolutely the truth. God is in the process of working an indescribable miracle for freedom in individuals' lives that thought it was totally over and it was hopeless. Watch closely. When we see children being children, laughing, playing, it brings a smile to our face and joy to our hearts. But to the human trafficker, they see young bodies who they can control and exploit for money through forced prostitution. Trainee was once a happy child playing with her village friends. Then one day a relative of hers promised her a good job in the city to help her parents who were in desperate need of money. To her horror, Shrainee's relative ended up selling her to a human trafficker who locked her up in a room and forced her to perform sexual acts for several men. Three days later, she was let out only to work in a karaoke bar and solicit more clients for the trafficker. The harsh reality is Shrainee is not alone. There are thousands of innocent young girls who are trafficked every day. In the twinkling of an eye, their lives can be destroyed by depraved monsters that live in darkness. Something must be done, not only to help Shrini, but to reach out to other precious children who are being held against their will or are at risk of being trafficked. You know, in eternity, the Bible says God will wipe away every tear. As you looked at the tear, did you not want to wipe it away? Uh, when Jesus was crucified, do you wish you could have given him some water when he was really thirsty? Do you wish you could have alleviated the suffering? Well, he said, if you do it to the least of them, the least of these, you've done it to me. We can, and this is no exaggeration, we can set many captives free little children. And what we ask you to do right now is to help us build a rescue center where we will actually be able to get girls out of the situation, not just get them as we do so often and it's so important as the predator and the traffickers are trying to get the kids and get the children. We get them. But we can now, with your help, if we can build this rescue center, it's a rescue home, it's a miracle facility. We can get them out and take them where they'll be secure and safe. We cannot tell you where it's going to be built. We can tell you it's going to cost about one and a quarter million U.S. dollars. If it was here, it'd probably be somewhere around four million, maybe five million. But where we're building it, it's what I just mentioned, about one and a quarter million. Now, we want to build this center. We believe it's absolutely critical. And this is the last week now that we're asking for your help. But now here's the miracle. Think about this. One family so believes in what we're doing, and they've been blessed. And they said, we're going to give out of our family foundation $820,000 toward that, which means that we need to raise four hundred and ten, and we'll have the amount that we now realize it's going to cost. So we're asking you, please, to help us get that $410,000. And this is the last week now that we're asking, and we're believing it's going to come in. It means that whatever you do will basically be multiplied in its impact three times because it's a two-to-one gift. Would you right now go online, lifetoday.org, or dial the number, 
and take your bank card. Please do it. Go ahead and move now to do it. You can listen as you're moving. But take that bank card and use it like a check. If you could give $1,000, it would be multiplied. Think about this. $128 is what it takes to take care of one of these we rescue for a year. And we need many of those gifts. $1,280 helps us take care of 10. But the beautiful thing when we're thinking about this rescue center is as we receive the money, whether it's $40 or $80, you think about 40, and it's going to immediately have a $120 impact. So whatever you can do is going to be tripled. And we can see the miracle today. If you do what God leads on your heart, that's the miracle right now that you can give birth to. Would you do it, please? We have some gifts to send you that I promise you will be a source of inspiration and blessing to you because we always want to bless you. But you're going to be setting captives free. You're going to be part of a miracle in many people's lives. Thank you for going online, lifetoday.org, or dialing that number. If you want to write a check, by the way, make it to life, but call us and tell us what you're putting in the mail and then mail it this week. Thank you so much for doing it. Innocent children, created to be happy, loved, and cared for, are being abducted and sold at the hands of violent predators, their spirit and bodies broken under horrific emotional and physical abuse. Our dream is to build a unique child rescue center in Southeast Asia, a safe haven 100% dedicated to rescuing young victims from the sex traders and helping them begin the recovery from the abuse they have suffered. This dream of a new rescue center can soon become a reality with your support, combined with a promised $820,000 matching gift. All we have to do is raise an additional $410,000 to begin construction. That means your gift today will be matched two to one, having a triple impact. Gifts of $20 will be tripled to $60, $40 will be tripled to $120, $80 will be tripled to $240, and generous gifts of $1,200 will be tripled to $3,600 to help us rescue children from sexual slavery. With your gift of any amount, we'll send you Sarah Young's newest book, Peace in His Presence, favorite quotations from Jesus Calling. Also, please consider a gift of $1,200 to help us build the Child Rescue Center, and you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel. This is the last week. Please call, write, or make your gift online. This is an incredibly beautiful book written by a woman that I think is so blessed. Mm -hmm. Sarah Young, what a treasure. Millions and millions of books sold. And Jesus calling. He's calling. Uh, he's calling through the uh, movie that and the documentary that uh, is about the journey of uh, Shonda, mm -hmm. Laughing in the Dark. Well, Peace in his presence. Jesus is calling us there. We're sending you to say thanks, and I want to thank you this last week now for helping us set these incredible, precious women and girls free from being in sexual bondage and traffic, held as slaves. Join me now in saying thanks to Shonda Pierce. And may God bless you, Shonda, as you bless others all the time. Thank you for being a blessing. Thanks for watching Life Today, sharing Life Today. Go to the stream, stream.org every day and pray about the issues we face.
Tomorrow, join international Bible teacher and author Beth Moore as she describes the God who sees us in our past, present, and future. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.